Hey, before we get started, if you are ready to pass your exams and become a licensed architect, you're going to want to listen to this. We are revolutionizing architectural education. It is my goal and mission to help as many people as possible become licensed architects while still maintaining their happiness. So introducing the architecture of play. This is our secret podcast series that will transform the way you study and prep for your ARE. Imagine having a happy work-life balance while also pursuing your dream of becoming a licensed architect. I promise you, it is possible. Our seven-episode private podcast gives you exclusive access to the secrets that can make this dream a reality. Remember, the more fun you have, the more likely you are to pass your exams and become a licensed architect. Start listening today at dci.beyoungdesign.com slash secret podcast. Don't miss out. This is going to transform your exam prep and help you enjoy the process of becoming a licensed architect. All right, enjoy the episode. Welcome to Design, Create, Inspire with me, Bryn Young. I'm an architect and entrepreneur with a background in interior design and small business management. I have been running a successful award-winning architecture firm for over six years, and I'm here to discuss all things design and business. There are over 1 million podcasts to choose from, so thank you for taking the time to chat with me today. I hope to bring you value with every episode I create, so let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Design, Create, Inspire. I'm Bryn Young, and I want to start off by saying thank you for being here, and also thank you for your patience. So if you are following this ARE series, you will know that I recorded my last video um, back in June when I was nine months pregnant. So that is why I've had a little bit of a hiatus. Things got a little wild. Um, I had a baby and then I was teaching in the fall at Chico State. And so I just uh, had a lot on my plate, but I'm back. I'm here. I'm finishing this series for you. I know that there has been a lot of requests to finish up these last few videos. So I'm here to do that with you now. Um, I have so many ideas and things in store. Um, so thank you for your patience. And also with this said, I tend to be a little bit of a perfectionist. So I haven't recorded because I don't have my old camera right now. So I'm actually recording this on my phone, which usually I would never have allowed, but I was, I figured it's more important to get this information out to you rather than trying to make it perfect because who cares? So as long as I am sharing the information, that's what's important. So bear with me. Hopefully I'll have a new camera set up soon. Same with the whole, you know, um, studio that changed because I had a baby who took over the old studio. So it's all just kind of in limbo. But again, I appreciate you bearing with me. And I figure some information is better than silence. So let's dive into it. Today, we are doing the third video in our ARE series all about construction and evaluation. Now, wait a second, you might say, um, NCARB puts that as their last exam. How come you're doing that as your third review? 
I am doing this as the third review because I believe that construction evaluation is a really great exam to take after practice uh, management and project management. I feel like these exams are almost kind of like a bundle. Many people you talk to will feel the same. They um, go over a lot of the contracts, a lot of the business side of architecture, what goes on in the studio, rather than just design principles um, and and the design of architecture, which is more heavily uh, tested upon in the, la the other three exams. So in my opinion, I think it's really important to take construction evaluation after you've taken those first two exams, because all that stuff is really fresh in your mind, especially contracts. Um, and then you can, um, you know, take your design bundle next. Now, NCARB puts CE as their last exam because technically, if you are following the stages of a real project, you would, you know, be doing construction last. So it makes sense to have it last. So, you know, that's the final thing of a project, the final closing ceremony of what happens. So that's why they do it. If you hear how I want to do it or how I did it, you can choose whatever you want. So before I dive into the the topics and stuff that's on CE, I want to say that this is kind of a um, wild card exam. Some people think it's really easy. Some people think it's the easiest. Um, other people think it's really difficult. And I think a lot of that has to do with your experience in construction. Have you even stepped foot on a construction site? This will determine... Um, your level of understanding for this exam, which will make it a little bit easier or a little bit harder. With that said, some of the topics that are reviewed in this exam are a little harder to study than say like practice management where you can open a textbook and look at it all. A lot of it has to do with getting on site, getting in front of building materials, seeing how they work, seeing how they're put together, seeing how the relationship with contractors work on site. So a lot of that does end up happening with experience. If you've never been on a site before, if you've never worked in uh, construction admin, it doesn't mean that you can't take the exam. It doesn't mean that you're going to fail. It just means um, it might be a little bit more uh, difficult or a harder exam. So if that's the case for you, I recommend any chance you can get, get in front of some construction, whether it's walking down the street and seeing a naked building, as my daughter would call it, or even going on YouTube and looking at how things are actually built. You know, watch a video of someone pouring a foundation or waterproofing uh, the exterior of a home. Having an understanding of what that looks like is really important because we can look at a ton of construction details and whatnot. And sometimes it's like, what even is that? Like, what is that little, why am I drawing a little thing that looks like an L? You know, it's called out as flashing, but like, what does that even mean? So getting in front of um, the actual materials visually or in front of you um, is super helpful, especially for this exam. 
So the reason why we uh, need to understand details for this exam is because as an architect, we will be uh, going on site and observing the construction and we need to understand what they're doing. Um, did they put the flashing in as we designed it? Are they waterproofing it as we designed it? And if we don't really know what that looks like or how that's supposed to be designed or detailed, then how do we properly observe that? So we have to have an understanding. One little hint I'm going to give you for the exam is when you are looking at any sort of detail or they're asking any sort of question in your mind, you always want to think, how can I make the healthiest building for the building itself, for the occupants? Um, the health and safety is always our biggest concern, of course. And so what would make this building healthy and safe now? couple of the big major things that affect buildings, health and safety is water and fire. Air too, um, but typically air ends up being an issue or a non-issue because of water or fire. So um, if we can get water away from our buildings and out of our buildings, same with fire, that's our number one concern. So if they're asking you to look at a detail and you're supposed to include some sort of flashing, think of how water works. You know, is water coming down the wall? And if I put the flashing uh, on the outside, can water drip down into that? Maybe. So then if I put the flashing on the inside, water would drip out in a way. So um, just always think in your head, what is the water doing? How is the water and fire interacting with the building and how can I get it away? So that's a little quick quick tip about um, you know what to think when thinking of details. But let's just dive into it. Okay, so let's go over real quick the sections. Obviously, you have at this point downloaded your ARE handbook uh, provided by NCARB. Um, that's kind of you know the first basis starting point, very easy. Um, so you have that, so you can easily go through and see what the sections are, but I'm just going to very briefly, um, review them with you. So the first section, we have pre-construction activity. So what does this mean? Obviously before construction has even started. So what are our roles? What do we need to, um, have an understanding of? This is where some of the topics overlap with those first sections because we're talking about project delivery methods. What's our involvement? Are we working on design build? Are we working as a, a project manager? Um, what What is our involvement and how that will affect uh, how much responsibility we have in the construction phase? So have a really good understanding of um, those project delivery methods, and then also understand like the co the contracts again that goes with the project delivery. In our contract, what is our responsibility? Um, our project costs and even contractor selection. How can we help facilitate contractor selection with our homeowner who maybe has never done this before, and they need help reviewing bids and looking at project costs? And is this fair? How do I compare? apples to apples with other contractors and how can I properly advise them so they have the best construction experience. 
Another thing, another tip to think about when going through all this is the biggest part of construction administration or observation is minimizing risks and um, not taking on more responsibility than we should. Um, so not, you know, Hey, before we get started, if you are ready to pass your exams and become a licensed architect, you're going to want to listen to this. We are revolutionizing architectural education. It is my goal and mission to help as many people as possible become licensed architects while still maintaining their happiness. So introducing the architecture of play. This is our secret podcast series that will transform the way you study and prep for your ARE. Imagine having a happy work-life balance while also pursuing your dream of becoming a licensed architect. I promise you, it is possible. Our seven-episode private podcast gives you exclusive access to the secrets that can make this dream a reality. Remember, the more fun you have, the more likely you are to pass your exams and become a licensed architect. Start listening today at dci.beyoungdesign.com slash secret podcast. Don't miss out. This is going to transform your exam prep and help you enjoy the process of becoming a licensed architect. All right, back to the episode. Taking responsibility for something that isn't necessarily part of our uh, jurisdiction. Um, and then uh, just minimizing risks. So going on site and making sure that it is being designed in conformance with what we've drawn. Another thing to think about is we have spent all this time with our clients designing what they want. So it's important that now at this final stage, when a contractor comes in, you know, they can often think, oh, you know, this is the beginning of the project. We just started construction when really we've been working for maybe a year or more getting it to a design point that it has been. So we need to be that advocate for the client to help the contractor understand maybe why some design decisions were made. Um, and, you know, we're not there to hold the hand of the contractor. We're not there to tell the contractor how to do their job but we want to make sure that we're <clears throat> properly advocating for our clients so that they are really getting um, the design that we have intended from the beginning. So that's that first section um, with a little sprinkle of an overall tip. Section two, we have construction observation. So this is when you're actually on site observing. This is where the details are really important, um, where you have to have an understanding of how things go together. And when you're observing on a site, what you're looking at, you have to have an understanding of um, even like scheduling, like how things are uh, done in what order so that you can make sure that you um, aren't arriving after they've put the drywall up and now you can't see inside the framing to understand if they did a shear wall in a certain space or whatnot. So um, having that understanding of how things, uh, how essentially a building's put together. Um, okay, section three, we have administration, administrative uh, pro procedures and protocols. So 
Um, again, this is like internally too, what type of documents are going to be required during the construction phase? Are there changes that will be made that will need to uh, create change orders? When would a um, when would a change create or or trigger um, a, a change in contract or a change in uh, pricing or anything like that? So, um, you know, this, there's certificates of payments, there's um, submittal evaluation. So when shops will send in uh, submittal um, drawings for you to review, what the procedure is, how even the um, even the wording you use, you know, is approve the right term you should use or issued or reviewed. Um, these are all really important because the little terminology can change your uh, risk and um, responsibility of what is then constructed. So that's really important. Again, it all comes down to risk and responsibility. Um, if you have worked in the design industry, some of these items might be a little different than what you have experienced. Like maybe the architect's involvement in um, the contractor's certificate of payments or um, change orders. So be careful if you do have experience and maybe heavy experience in construction, make sure you're studying for how they're going to test you because it may be a little bit different. Um, section four, project closeout and evaluation. So this is essentially the end all be all of a long, beautiful design prog prog process um, where now it's done. And what does that look like? When do we know it's done? Um, at what point is our job done versus the project done? And what is uh, essentially, what's the life of the project? And how do we know when um, our time is done? So understanding that, um, understanding what documents are required at the end, um, legally uh, understanding what documents create that final um closure, and then also what that means in terms of liability, in terms of um, like warranty or, you know, um, how long you're liable. So again, it's all coming back to liability, risk, um, managing responsibilities, managing um, correspondence and communication with the different parties, the contractor, the owner, and when to know how our time is done as an architect. So those are the four different um, areas. So with that, that's why contracts and understanding contracts are really important. Um, you still really need to have a, a heavy understanding of those, especially a201 and B101, but I would say like specifically A201. And that's also why you need to have an understanding of um, details. Also the CSI master format, you need to have an understanding of. Um, I do wanna say you don't have to memorize the entire thing, but you have to have a pretty decent understanding of what that looks like. Um, 
I'm gonna throw a little caveat in there is that some exams might be really heavy on contracts. Some might have no contracts or very minimal. Some might be really heavily in details. Some might have a ton of master format questions. Others might not. So that's where it's hard because you do really have to have an understanding of it all. Don't worry about memorizing everything. Don't worry about memorizing contracts and then knowing nothing about master format because then you might get that master format exam and minimal contracts. So have knowledge, a little bit of everything go in it, you might get that wild card exam from hell and fail and know that it's not necessarily because of your knowledge. You know, maybe you can pinpoint ways um, or areas that you can study more, but it also just might be that exam from hell. So if you fail it, know that it's, you know, one that you can take again, of course, um, go in with, you know, that positive mindset um, but don't go in there thinking that you will know everything. So don't get tripped up if the first five questions you have no idea. That's You could still pass. Um, uh, the other thing is uh, with the um, master format, they may ask you, like, they may show you a detail and you have to call out the uh, the numbers or the the sections in that detail or what's missing or whatnot so you do have to have a, a brief understanding i think the first i forget how many the first group of them is the most important i think i don't 20 i don't remember it's been a while but um important have a little bit of an overview okay um again let's see when it comes to detailing i already mentioned keeping a healthy building, water, air, fire. How do we protect our buildings from that? Even like material transitions, how do materials transition from one to another in a safe, effective way? Um, I know parapet walls come up quite a bit um, and roofing, um, flashing, wheat poles. So, you know, your, your retaining walls. Um, those are all kind of key areas that you'll wanna focus on. So that's pretty uh, much a, uh, uh, you know, a little nutshell of CE. Uh, some study tips that I always say, that I always include. Um, the ARI handbook is extremely helpful um, just because it gives a really good deep, deep in-depth look at this specific area um, where if you're looking at like the, uh, the, Oh, I'm sorry. No, the ARE 5 review manual gives a good in-depth look at each section. The ARE handbook from NCARB, that just gives like a very broad overview. So um, that does not go in-depth. That one is a great starting point, but you know. Um, the Architect's Handbook of Professional Practice. Again, by this point, if this is your third exam that you're taking, you have this book you know this book. By the end of all these exams, you will have gone through the entire thing. Um, download my resource guide so that you can see the sections that are needed for um, CE so that you're not studying what you don't need. Um, that's what's the most important. And then, yeah, practice. Take your, your practice exams. 
Um, I'll link all my links below and you know if this is your uh, third or more video with me um, on my website, I'll have all that good stuff. And um, yeah, try not to get caught up with filler words or um, them trying to trick you. Before you go in the exam, drop your shoulders, take three deep breaths and tell yourself, I know this information. I've got this information. I won't get tripped up. If I don't pass, it's okay. I can take it again and I'll just be a better architect in the long run because I will have a very good understanding of the information. So you got this. It's just an exam. It's not the end of the world. You can always take it again. And if you pass, wonderfully, <laughs> wonderful. Um, if you have any questions, let me know. I promise you I will get you PPD, PDD, and PA soon. Um, I will not wait another six months until I get you another video. Um, I'll be less of a perfectionist and more of a get it done. And uh, yeah, let me know if you have questions, if this is helpful. I'd love to hear if you've passed, um, if any of this was, uh, you know, helpful when you were taking the exam, if you could hear my, me in the back of your mind saying, where's the water going? Where's the fire going? <laughs> All right, guys, have a beautiful day. And if you haven't checked out the other videos, do check them out. You can um, subscribe. And so when the new ARE videos come out, you will be alerted. Um, and then also I have an ARE playlist. Uh, if you are interested in other um, business and architecture and all that good stuff, check out my other videos. But I will see you soon for PA. Have a good one.